At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. I'm Alexis Bernicki, once again, taking my opportunity to turn this into an all-Canadian edition of the podcast here with several longtime professional players and Team Canada mainstays who maybe just put on the Team Canada jersey for the last time at the Olympic qualifier. Uh, I guess we'll find out in Scott Matheson, Scott Richmond, Tyson Gillies, Chris LaRue, and Jonathan Mallow. Um, so first, I guess I do want to talk about the Olympic qualifier. Anybody can jump in and answer. It didn't obviously end the way you guys wanted to. You didn't move on. But, um, you know, what was it like to get out there, to, to play again for the first time in a while, in front of fans again for the first time of the while, in a while, and represent your country? Anybody? Let's let the older guy go first. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, I didn't even play. <laughs> you know, it, it, it'll be real quick with me. Um Hey, it's always great going out there and having a chance for the Olympics. My gosh, we played a long time. We haven't, we've done what, one guys back in 2007, early 2008 was an Olympic qualifier. Besides that, nobody's played in a tournament. It's been an Olympic qualifier since. So it was a big deal. It's always a big deal. Um, I got to throw in an exhibition game and then shoulder kind of told me to stop throwing and it didn't really feel good. So I let Chris LaRue take over, but uh, it was great, uh, actually, guys. It was awesome. You know, it's, it's goosebump stuff. We all lose our voice. And I'll let the guys that actually played talk. But I, I had a blast and contributed any way I could just by screaming. Go get them, boys. You want to you wanna tell them what I, what, what I said to you when, when you got hurt? No, I don't. You could not leave that. <laughs> now you have to tell us. Yeah. Somebody has to. No, I just knew that I'd be taking his spot. So instead of... Instead, <laughs> instead of being bummed, instead of being bummed that he got hurt, I went up to him and I said a different word, but I said, you screwed me. And he was just like, what do you mean? I was like, you know what I mean? You screwed me. Because I knew that I would have to fill those five innings that he was going to, he was going to eat up. And boy, did he, he did great. He did great. You just got to challenge him sometimes. He'll step Dude, up. Like I haven't, up. I haven't been able to lift my arm in like six days. <laughs> It was a very memorable, memorable game. I was washing my I was washing my dad's car today. I could barely I could barely do it. But like uh like the old man was saying, it was it was a blast. It was, you know, it's we we did literally lose our voice for uh, I was day two. We were day two into the tournament and I I, I couldn't speak for the rest of the tournament because it was it was so intense. That game against Cuba, you know, with the all the Cuban fans in the stands because there were there was some pretty good crowd at that time and you know just to like like uh, Scotty said just to to wear that jersey once again it's just the it's the pride of representing your country uh, you know with with the the, the childhood uh, dream to maybe go to the Olympics that was the goal and uh, unfortunately we we didn't you know didn't make it but it's uh, it was still an honor to have a chance to fight for it and we I think we did you know. Fairly, fairly well in that in that pool. That was a 
there's some good teams there. There was a lot of ex, uh, major league experience. There's a lot of uh, experienced players. And um, I, I, th- I think, you know, we, we fought until the end. We were just a, a run or two away to, you know, still have a shot of, uh, of advancing to the second round. I, th- I think the, the best thing for me anyways, and I can't speak for everybody else, but the best thing for me was to, to be able to cheer everybody on and get those feelings again. Like it's been, it's been a long time since I had the, the competitive, you know, those feelings in your stomach where you're nervous, you're excited, you're yelling, you're, whether it's good or bad, you still, it's good to feel those feelings. And, um, it, it was just, it was just fun. I know that I know Richie, even though he was hurt, it, it was a blast. I know Tyson had a blast. Tyson gave a great speech at the end, um, after our loss and a lot of guys cheered up. Um, Tyson's not good for much, but he's good for a good speech. So <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm, I'm, I was grateful for the, for the two weeks, two and a half weeks that I got to spend with, with all these guys. Obviously I love spending time with these guys, but even the new guys were, were pretty fun. They, they, they did a lot of things that, that I was, I was surprised with, you know, the, the I don't know, I don't know how the, the skill level in Canada is coming along. I, I, I don't really follow along that well, but, but I know that the, that that fighting spirit that we've always had, whether, whether we're playing against team USA, team Dominican, team, whoever, we're going to go in there and we're going to think that we have a chance to win. And I think that the young guys feel the same way, which is, which is the most exciting thing for me. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with all that. Um, you know, for, for me, pretty much started my career with team Canada. I left the junior national team to go play with the Phillies and, you know, get to finish it with team Canada. It's, and almost the same group of guys that, I was with 20 years ago so it's pretty amazing to you know have a group like that that you've known for so long and you know to get to share the final moments too with those guys and, and for me you know when I finished in Japan I wasn't able to have my family over there for my last game and you know they're able to be be at the game and see me uh see me pitch that last time so that meant a lot too I figured I'd let the senior citizens go first um <laughs> I hate, to, hate, hate to love to say it <laughs> <laughs> but no, real, real talk. Um, I feel like I've always been the younger, the younger brother of the older guys in the group. Um, so I've always had that uh, amazing experience to be able to grow up with a lot of these guys. And you know, it was truly special throughout these tournaments to be able to, you know, learn from, you know, some of the most passionate people with um, some of the most, you know genuine character I've ever seen alongside playing baseball all together in all my years playing professionally. And that, that was truly special. So obviously, you know, it's not the result that we wanted to at the end, but knowing where, you know, that I was getting an opportunity to go back and be alongside, you know, that fire and passion that has been so traditional with uh, baseball Canada. I, I was, I'm truly grateful. I'm grateful for the experience. I know everybody else is, and you know, there's so much love in that locker room, and it was really exciting to see it um, from the younger guys as well. And I know a lot of you guys started to see that too. That you know, the torch is being passed, and I think it's just beautiful. I think it's just organic and natural that that's just the way the Canadians are bred. And I don't think there's another country that that really you know, showcases that as well as we do and we have. And I'm truly blessed and grateful to see that Baseball Canada going forward is in amazing hands as always. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like as, even though, even though Richie wasn't able to play, just having him there, because um, I mean, Richie and I have our, 
disputes you know we we bicker back and forth quite a bit about a lot of things so Tyson and I as well but I feel like he's always been somebody who I look up to in terms of his passion just for whether it be the Blue Jays whether it be baseball whether it be Team Canada um, I'm, I've always been grateful to have him around and, and I know that that having him at this tournament even though he wasn't able to play um, it, it, it showed, it showed the younger guys how it's supposed to be done, you know, how, how you're really supposed to act in these, in these national or these international tournaments. Um, and as much as, as Tyson, you know, is that way. And, and I'm sort of that way to a certain extent, Scotty, Joe, um, I think Richmond is, is the guy that, that I've really, really looked up to and, and taken my cues from when it comes to, to how to how to act on an international stage. Um, obviously, he's been around forever, and I don't mean that in a in an old man way. I just mean yeah, he's, you do. <laughs> he's, he's he's played in a lot of these tournaments. But just because you've played in a lot of these tournaments doesn't mean you know how to treat a teammate. You know how to act. You know how to do all these things. You know, um, like I've played in almost as many tournaments as him. But I can guarantee you that a lot of people don't look up to me like they look up to him. You know, so I, I just want to tell Richie, I don't think I've ever told him that I'm, I'm truly grateful for for his passion, for what he brings to baseball, what he brings to Team Canada. And, and I know that at some point in his life, he's going to be back in, in a Team Canada uniform, whether it's coaching, whether it's whether it's I'm not playing like that's far fetched now, but um, <laughs> just doing Congrats. something. So, um, yeah, so I just I just wanted to say that I appreciate that, Chris. Wow, man, like. My first tournament, you were on the team. I got pictures of us in Taiwan, and you're at the train station like this in the back, just short yeah. blonde hair, baby face, yeah. small baby beard. I'm like, who's this guy? Oh, he's a hard throwing flamethrower at the Marlins. I like, threw, I threw one in, I threw one inning against Germany. We were up seventeen nothing when I pitched. Yep. And that was it. I drew, exactly. I, I flew, tw I threw twenty, or I, I flew twenty five hours just to just to do that. Well, I free tripped Australia as well. <laughs> the Marlins must have really regulated what you're allowed to do with Team Canada because you're such a prized bull. They didn't want you over getting overused. No, I think Greg didn't trust me. No, man, but I appreciate that. That's really, really, really nice of you to say. And like, like everybody else has said, we've known each other all here a long time. Uh, we all have the same goals in mind. And it was funny. I did a, I did a, what, what's it take to be a good teammate with, uh, Adam Moore set for baseball Canada mm. while I was down there. And my big thing is the way I teammate is the way I want to be treated. But just because people aren't the way that I do it doesn't mean they're not a good teammate. Like LaRue's way of being casual and not wearing the right shirt when everybody's wearing the right <laughs> shirt. And, you know, like wearing Dodge, just doing his thing. But when that game's on and the and he's on the mound, you know he's a bulldog and coming at you with everything he's got and he cares with every single pitch. He's not out there taking it lightly. So for him to be ready, part of the sofa squad here, you know what I mean? Like it is not easy just to strap it on again and go out there and play ball. Like people might think these guys are back on the team again. That takes a lot of commitment to even get ready to go out there and throw four innings. Like that's months and months of prepping for that and giving up work and family and the whole nine. And we're all excited to pass that torch along, but to be a good teammate, everybody's doing their own thing. Milo's running a huge business. Guys, Gillies has got his whole thing going on in Vancouver with uh, Krause. 
you know, it's not easy just to disappear for two and a half weeks. And they were willing to do more of that. You know, Scotty's down there babysitting some Team Canada guys right now. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just like amazing. Tyson's down there still? Uh, I got Evan and Connor here now. I'm in and, quarantine over here. Yeah, and, and Ty. Yeah, but it, that's the whole point that brings it back. Nobody would come back to Canada all the time. If it was a train wreck of people, you'd be like, oh, gosh, you got to deal with this guy again and this guy. And the whole point that brings us back and what keeps us competitive in tournaments is the camaraderie, period. We're not the most talented team, period. But we nobody wants to play us because they know when we get together, damn it, it's all those guys again. And we put it on people and we'll fight right to the end, just like we did in this tournament. And I couldn't be more proud of going out for Team Canada and not playing anymore and having that tournament with this group of guys. Mm-hmm. Besides Omont not being there and Sony, you know, it was pretty much scripted the way I would have loved to have had that team, the new up and coming. And it's been an honor for all these years. I do want to address the Sofa Squad and the commitment to Team Canada, but first I think I just need to get it out there that three out of the five of you, Richie, Mallow, and LaRue, all let me in my past write stories on your retirement. You told me that you were retiring. You gave me quotes about the end of your careers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think that, you know, I didn't deserve that. But it, I mean, <laughs> I didn't start, they were retired. <laughs> we were retired from you know full time, uh, full season playing. You know it's uh, but but you know we've all stayed in shape. Uh, you know I, I mean I, I I'm speaking from my part, but I I haven't been away from the game of baseball since I, I you know we had that that interview. It's uh, <laughs> you know I, I've always been I'm, I'm coaching. I'm running a baseball facility. A baseball store. I'm 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 still playing. You know, softball. It is softball, but at least you know I, I get my swings in. I you know I catch ground balls. I throw the ball. I'm always moving around, and I, I don't play at a. It's not a beer league. I play in like competitive still. But yeah, you're right. We, you know, it, it was a retirement from uh, from professional baseball uh, of playing every day. I don't think that I don't think my body can take on that anymore. I don't know about the other guys. Chris Chris, Chris is still playing. I literally said, like, it's time to move on. This WBC is my last one. This is a perfect moment for the end. And then what happened? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I just, I just, like, I just feel, I just feel good. Like, I still feel like, obviously, I don't throw as hard anymore as I used to, but like, I just wake up in the morning and I still feel good. So, like, why not try? You know, like, I told Greg, I was just like, I'm going to I'm gonna train and, and I'm going to do my thing. And if I don't feel good, then I'll tell you. But that didn't come. You know, like, I felt good every time. Like, I mean, people make fun of me for going out there and throwing four and a third against Team USA. But, like, I was ready. You know, like, I wasn't throwing 95, but I was getting guys out, you know, like, if I feel ready, I feel ready. If I was, if I didn't feel ready, then I promise you I wouldn't be here. Like that's just that's just not who I am because I want to be out there competing and, and getting, I mean maybe not the best players in the world out, but pretty darn close. You know, that Team USA lineup was really good. That Team Dominican lineup was really good. I mean, if I can still get those guys out, why not? You know, like I don't think I'm going to play in another tournament, but 
That's how I felt. See, this is what makes me hesitant to actually think that you guys aren't going to play again, though. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done for sure. Like people were making jokes, like, "Oh, the 23 Pan Am Games, the 23 Classic." I'm like, "Dude, I'm going to be 39 years old. There's no way." Like, don't drop age. Richie's 41, but Richie's 41, but he was still playing professionally when he was my age. You know, like so. There's no way that I'm going to do that. I can't speak for Tyson because Tyson could just roll out of bed and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but. <laughs> oh, I think Greg, I think Greg and Ernie have had it with me. I went up to Ernie at the end and I was like, hey, we had a really good run. I just basically just told him right there on the line. It's just like, you know, I had an amazing run and thank you for everything. And I was probably one of the last people on here to, to actually think that he was going to go and get another opportunity to be able to be amongst these guys. And, and I was just grateful for that. And now it's on to the next. Before we continue any further, we are just going to take a brief pause right here. Well, and I do want to, I want to ask each of you about like your best baseball memories, whether they come in a Team Canada uniform or not. But I had to, I, I looked up all the Team Canada appearances you've made. And if it's wrong, it's because I took it from somebody else's information. So I'll start with Scott Matheson. Um, you obviously debuted in, tw in 2006 with the Phillies, member of the Phillies organization for 10 years, eight years with the Yomiuri Giants. Team Canada appearances include 2002 Junior National Team, 2005 World Cup in Netherlands, 2005 Olympic Qualifier, 2006 WBC, 2013 WBC, 2017 WBC, 2019 Premier 12, and this Olympic Qualifier. Is that all of them? That's all of them, yeah. Because <laughs> he was, cause he was right. cut. he was cut from the high school team. <laughs> <laughs> what are your best memories what are your best baseball memories what has team canada meant to you over all those times honestly i think it was 2006 uh when we beat team usa in the wbc um you know that was pretty amazing it was before i made the big leagues it was the at that point you know maybe besides the futures game the biggest stage i ever played on and it was uh pretty surreal to get to pitch against you know all the big leaguers that were on the team usa at, um, team at the time and and get to beat them and you know that was uh that stood out a lot um i i also think i mean the brawl against mexico was always fun and you know that it's it's fun to be with a bunch of guys and to see everybody get their backs and you know it's you always come together in situations like that and that's always fun too so but overall my whole baseball career i, I think it's really that beating team usa and getting to pitch the eighth inning um in 2006 wbc uh, you know, it kind of gave me the confidence at that point saying, like, I can actually get these guys out. And, you know, I am ready for the next level. So that, that one sticks out to me. Okay, Richie, I'm going to go to you next. From indie ball to the big leagues, made your debut with the Blue Jays in 2008, played in Taiwan, New Zealand, Australia, Italy. I don't even know where else you played in the world. But your Team Canada appearances include 2007 World Cup in Taiwan, 2008 Olympic qualifier, 2009 WBC, 2011 World Cup. 2011 Pan Am Gold, 2015 Pan Am Gold, 2015 Premier 12, 2017 WBC, 2019 Pan Am Qualifier, 2019 Pan Am Silver, 2019 Premier 12, and this Olympic Qualifier. Is that, is that yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Did we got him? Did we get him? <laughs> I missed a couple tournaments in there. I was in Toronto for a couple years there, so I wasn't able to go to Italy. To, uh, oh, where, what were you doing in Toronto? Go. What were you doing in Toronto? <laughs> Rehabbing, actually. It was 2010. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's your what are your best memories you know it's to, to, uh, one of my best memories is major league debut 
I was supposed to go. I was in Indy Ball four months earlier. I was supposed to go after the start in Indianapolis, go to Toronto and get introduced with the Canadian Olympic team and go, hey, it's your Olympic Beijing team. Wish them all the best in the upcoming Olympics. And I, that was my first time to the Blue Jays game or whatever. And the Jays scratched my start in Indy. And I was able to go up there and start the game that Team Canada was getting introduced at before. So Baseball Canada got to see my major league debut, which was pretty much goosebump stuff for sure. Um, that's all I ever knew before. A couple tournaments with Baseball Canada before that happened. And I was in indie ball before that. So I'd really never had a minors. I was in the minors for four months and just on an island being the old guy all the time, 27, just put up or shut up, right? And kind of made it happen and took a nice run right to Toronto. And it took me out of the Olympics and that drew a lot of attention from the media, as I'm sure you would know too. It's like Canadian guy taking off the Olympic team to play for the Jays, but we're all playing baseball to be a major leaguer, period. If you can be an Olympian as well, kudos, like great. Like that's icing on the cake. That's the pinnacle of all sports. But that's not why we play. I, it just wasn't in the cards for me. And that's pretty much why I stuck it out this whole time is to try to get a chance because baseball wasn't in Rio and baseball wasn't in London. So unfortunately, during our main playing years, it was out. So it kind of keeps that drive alive. Life is short. Like Chris says, and John, we're all healthy. We're feeling good. We take care of ourselves and we can compete. Um, it's not as clean and crisp as it used to be, but we're pitching, you know, and we know what we're doing. We're hitting, we're competing, we're playing good D and Greg keeps calling. And there's a reason for that. He doesn't call if you're not going to contribute. And we want to pass that torch to the next part, but definitely my major league debut. And then my first team Canada was pretty great just because I wasn't able to, uh, get drafted I played three years indie ball and then team Canada gave me a shot so just I was like my whole mind was just sitting there going if I can't you know get affiliated then let's play for my country and that ended up working out so just putting that on for the first time and then traveling all the way across the world Australia and Taiwan and doing all this and pitching well and you know kind of validating myself that I can do it outside of indie ball was a great accomplishment and here we are 15 years later. So um, it was great. It's been a heck of a ride. And Mallow, uh, drafted by the Mets, spent seven years in the Mets organization, eight seasons at the Quebec Capital, uh, Team Canada appearances, 2001 Junior National Team, 2009 World Cup in Italy, 2010 uh, Pan Am Qualifier in Puerto Rico, 2011 World Cup Bronze, 2011 Pan Am Gold, Mexico, 2012 uh wbc qualifier 2013 wbc 2017 wbc 2019 pan am silver 2019 premier 12 in this olympic qualifier yes um like like uh like scotty like richie said it's that first tournament that you finally put that jersey on i think is uh is always very special for for anybody uh whether it's a junior or the senior team but to me the one 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 picture to always remember is in 2011. I wasn't part of 2015 gold medal, but the 2011 gold medal, the first gold medal in Canada history at the at the Pan Ams, just to be standing there on the top uh, podium and just looking to your left and your right and seeing the United States and Cuba, who are two you know powerhouses in baseball, and everybody just you know they, everybody knows it. And then you see Canada on top of it. 
that was a that was a special moment that that I'll, I'll cherish forever. And it's uh, you know I, I wish I could have done it again in, in in Toronto, but it was it was fun to watch too. These guys, it was it was, it was even more special to walk off at home. Um, you know, it, but but that that tournament in Mexico was definitely the the, the most special one for me. We'll go to, to you, Tyson, drafted by the Mariners in 2006, three years with the Mariners, traded to the Phillies, five of the Phillies, uh, spent some time with the Padres, have a total of 13 years in professional baseball. Team Canada appearances include 2006 Junior National Team, 2012 WBC Qualifier, 2013 WBC, 2015 Pan Am Gold, 2015 Premier 12, 2019 Pan Am Silver, this Olympic qualifier. What's been the highlight for you? Uh... I think Mallow basically just said it. Um, obviously, the first tournament's super special when I got to put on the jersey in 2012 for the first time um, of all the years. Um, I was waiting to go since 2009 and just um, wasn't wasn't able to go, wasn't allowed to do it at the time. But 2012 was extremely special. But 2015, winning it on Canadian soil, Stubby Clap going there and ripping that flag out breaking it over his knee. It was just one of those rowdy tournaments that you, you hoped for. And to be able to be there and beat Cuba, um, to go on in that tournament as well, it's just equally as special as beating the U.S. And that might have been one of the most exciting games, one of the most heart-throbbing and wretching games I've ever been a part of as well, very back and forth, and everybody knows how that ended and I don't know if I see Petey in here listening to this right now but to, to have that guy in your corner that whole year was just truly inspiring and the way it ended was just an absolute fairy tale ending from from that amazing team going right into um, the Premier 12 with that energy and to have the success that we hit, did there as well uh, I'm going to have to add on to exactly what Richmond said there was a reason Greg calls this group of characters. Um, and a lot of people, they, they're always questioning it. They're always, you know, in awe. How are they, why are they getting that guy off the couch? What is, what is their reasoning behind this? I was like, I mean, if you can tell those people have never sat in the locker room with the characters of Scott Richmond, your, your Pete Orr's, your, your Robinson's, your, your Tassoni's, your Mallow's, your Matheson's, you know, and, also, your LaRue's. Don't, don't let me forget that. <laughs> and and it's just it's just a different group of different group of people, and what they bring to the table. I've I've never been if it's uh, sports, you know, everyday living, a job. You just you don't see that kind of passion in the world. And I gotta say, you know, it, it made me miss competing again. And I will say it's probably my last time competing in baseball, but it's not my last time competing in team sports because that's a moment and that I want to – those are the kind of moments I want to continue to feel for the rest of my life. All right. Chris LaRue debuted in 2009, pitched in the big leagues for the Marlins, Pirates, Yankees, Team Canada appearances, 2002 Under-18 World Cup, 2007 World Cup, 2009 WBC, 2013 WBC, 2015 Pan Am Gold, 2015 – Premier 12, 2017 WBC, 2019 Pan Am Qualifier, 2019 Pan Am Silver, 2019 Premier 12, and this Olympic Qualifier. What's the highlight for you? Um, I mean, obviously, like, I want to say, like, a big league debut or something, but I don't really have any, like, amazing memories in pitching in the big leagues. Um, 
I would say, I would say my favorite, my favorite game was in Mexico or not in Mexico against Mexico in the 2013 World Baseball Classic. Um, I was fortunate enough to start that game. Uh, I think I threw three or four innings, and then I came out, and obviously the the fight happened in the ninth inning, where Matheson was fighting the whole Mexican team. Um, the water bottle was thrown at me, and I hit and I hit Bush in the in the nose. Um, we got the escort back to the hotel. Um, people still talk about it to this day. All my buddies in California know about it. You know, it's just um, it's just something that I feel like that game will live on forever. Just because you go to YouTube and you look it up, and there's you know two three hundred thousand views on the video. As much as I want to say that the, that the the game in Toronto um, when PD scored the winning run against USA is my favorite, I I don't know. I just for some reason this that that game against Mexico is just gonna it's just gonna live on forever, and I. I always make fun of Scotty because he's Matheson. He he's basically the one that started that whole thing. He was in the middle of the fight. He was throwing like he was throwing multiple punches at whoever was around him. And if you if you think you know Scott, you don't because Scotty will go off on somebody, and the world got to see it in that moment. Um, so I, that's 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 a moment that I'm going to remember forever. I know that YouTube's going to remember forever. And even if you're not a baseball fan, you watch that game. You see Tyson throw somebody down. You see Jay, Jay Johnson throw somebody down. You see, you see, um, you know, Mulliken on the ground. You see Matheson throwing punches at 15 different guys. It was just a special moment, bonding. Um, and we and we won the game, which we don't normally do in the World Baseball Classic. So I was I was really proud of that. I feel like you just wanted to say that, that the Pete crossing home plate was not your favorite memory because Pete Orr has, I think, finally entered this conversation. Are you here? No, no, no. I, I promise. That was that was a great moment for me, and it was probably top two. But but just the Mexican brawl and the game and we won and all that stuff. Just that like it was just the stage, right? Like it was a bigger stage, bigger field, bigger. Um, I don't know, just bigger everything. But the Pan Am game gold medal when PD scored scored the winning run that was that was special as well it just wasn't quite quite up there to my lofty standards if you dodged that water bottle yeah. will you still be saying the same thing <laughs> you didn't dodge it <laughs> what's up guys if it's okay because i was the second guy in the fight so it's, it's okay larue i don't feel there you go i, I forgot feel. about you i forgot to mention yeah. you yeah you got, you got and everyone, every, everybody forgets about the the pan am Thing. that wasn't me doing anything good it was the other team screwing up and i was just the guy that was on base when they did it so yeah <laughs> you were in yeah. shape you you were in shape just enough being the scout playing second to score from first on multiple throwing errors so we needed that bud that was no, no. Such a yeah. team i i was still a, a player that i i was i was a uh larue and i played together that year in uh, colorado springs Oh, how miserable is that place? Holy cow. That's the place to go if you're not sure if you want to play anymore. <laughs> that one, uh, <laughs> That'll be the nail it, in the it'll let, you, it, it'll let you know. They're in Norfolk. Those are the two places I tell people. If you're not sure, if you're, like, hanging on, play in Colorado Springs or Norfolk, and you'll know. You'll know that 
it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, another another one of my another one of my favorite moments. This this is a Pete Orr moment is when he was on ESPN or whatever whatever network was carrying the game oh. against uh, who it was WBC in seventeen when it said Milwaukee Brewers scout underneath your uh, <laughs> underneath your picture. That was the that, that that was the worst. Like, what are they doing? Why would they put that up there? That's so great. They were just te- they were just telling the truth. You should have seen yeah. what they were putting on TV for you guys out there a couple of days oh. ago. Just <laughs> <laughs> ten years younger, it felt great. Yeah. Couch Crusaders, oh, let it eat. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, no, the, the poor guy was uh, he was just doing Alexis quotes. That's all he did. He, everything you told him, he, that's all he could say. So everything he knew about you guys is directly from you. Yeah, I think yeah. he called me and asked me some things. I gave him some information. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, it's nice to hear you guys. And uh, I don't know what you guys were talking about for the first half hour, but. Pete, you got to tell us what makes, what makes Team Canada special. What makes it different from anything else? Well, you're representing your country, but I always looked at it as you were representing the, the baseball in your country. So, you know, you're representing the kid that plays baseball. I'm from Newmarket, so Newmarket, the kid that kids that are playing baseball in Newmarket, Ontario, like I am their representation to take on someone else in the world. So that's how I looked at it, and that made it special. Uh, I think all of us have played with older guys that were on the teams before us, and even if they weren't there and part of the team, they were, you felt like you were representing them as well, the guys that had done it before you. And, and I, think, I think that's something that held a lot of weight too, not only just representing your country, you're representing the, the, the baseball aspect of your country and the guys that play it. That's really, really well said, Petey. I love that because that's exactly what drove me to be the kind of teammate and player I was with Canada was the, the people that came before me and the way they taught me how to go out there and compete internationally. We're never playing at home. That's why that big run you scored in Toronto and actually winning in front of Canadian fans was so special because we never do that. We've done a lot of winning over the last 15 years, and we're always abroad getting beer cans thrown at us doing it, you know? So it's like it's like just having that and with those guys you're going to war with and making sure they know that you're doing it the right way, the way you were trained or you know, brought up with it. I think that's huge. That's great. And I think we saw a lot of that um, at the very end after the last game. I had several of the younger kids come up to me and I'm sure you guys did too and they just said, wow, you guys are absolute warriors. I guess the stories the stories are true and like you guys said, being rubbed off from the people and the, the guys in the past, like um, some of the guys, you guys, the Van Oshens, the Robinsons, the, the Armstrongs, like um, that's 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 what it's all about. You know what I mean? I think having yeah, that, I, the, the veteran on the team, the veterans on the team, it's just super important. And like I said, yeah. rubbing that character off on I the look, boys. Yeah, I look back to the, the first tournament I played in was the uh, Olympic Qualifier in 06 qualifier in 03 where we kind of where you we finished ahead of usa to qualify for athens and the veteran guys on that team were they were unbelievable they were were just so great and uh 
Um, they were all still playing at this time, I will say, but <laughs> at that time. But still, it was like you knew that that they were all kind of at their end of their careers, and that meant so much to them. And uh, you know, Sterney and I were there. We didn't really play. I think Ernie let us play against Columbia. That was about it. But uh, you know, we learned so much just just uh, being a support group as as players. You know, the backups. The, you know, I was a backup infielder. Sterney was a backup outfielder. Russ Martin was a backup catcher. Uh, yeah, it was great. We loved it. What was it like watching this Olympic qualifier from home, Pete? It was it was neat. I'm, I, I was like, what is going? It's hard when you're not there because you're always like, what, what's going on? Like, why why are they doing that? Or like, you're always you know trying to. We had a group chat going: Sterney, Robbie, uh, Francis, uh, TJ, and Chris Reitzma. And we were all texting each other through the games. That, that was – that. I mean, that, nothing like being there, obviously, but even that was cool. And that just shows you how connected everybody was. Uh, the guys that we – from, I guess, my – you guys are part of my group too, but uh, as far as timeline of playing. But there's guys that we still – you know, we were watching every game, every inning, and still texting each other and being like, look at this guy, you know, and it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Did it look like? Did it look like I was throwing hard or no? I, I you cut out there, Chris. I, I really couldn't understand <laughs> you there. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was it was a question that I don't need to answer to. Because I have different answers for that. <laughs> whatever you, whatever you want to disclose. I, I don't know. I always feel like, you know, Albie will start some shit. <laughs> oh, always, always. He, oh, and then he'll I get don't drunk know. and get loud. Yeah, he, like he speaks super loud. He's, uh, he, he doesn't, you know, he, he lets you know what he thinks, and it's, you know, he's the perfect teammate to have on your side. But I feel like he would be a guy that, you know, could stir some stuff up and. Uh, make something happen oh yeah oh, he's also a guy he's also a guy that i would that i would not want to mess with though oh 100 percent, 100 percent. unlike me who's yelling at everybody but i can't back it up <laughs> yeah my answer was going to be through uh you know <laughs> and uh you know I, i've heard a lot of stories uh, about past turn well, you saw me. You saw me kick the water cooler in Japan too. That didn't help. Yep. <laughs> Mine's not a player. Uh, I always feel like in any fight we've ever been anywhere with any yelling, Denis Boucher, our pitching coach in the dugout, is first out of the dugout to scream at whoever needs screaming at. He was actually pretty chill this tournament for the first time in a long time, but I can't remember 
a yelling match in a tournament that he hasn't been front and center in, and he likes to get after it and let it eat. So I'd go with Denny. And then Do you think maybe that fan in, in against Mexico meant to throw it at Denny? So uh, that, yeah, that's what I say. So that water bottle was for him. Maybe. You never know. Now that, now that Richmond says that, you never know. Tyson, you don't think it's you? No, you're saying that the fight started because of, of me. Could no, a fight they start think a fight would start because of you. Something that um, you would have done. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, maybe that that in Puerto Rico definitely did not not go well for Stromsmo as he wore that next pitch right in the foot, <laughs> I think. When I called that... Um, called for the pitching change after that illegal substitution of the pitcher though so and not only stubby also had a little bit of that so they were a little they're a little mad going right into the game at the start when their flag was you know disemboweled um but yeah i don't know i just have to say jay johnson of all people i once saw that guy throw bananas start throwing banana peels out to the right fielder from the bullpen in the, in a game <laughs> That's not a surprising answer. I think Jay Johnson for sure. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, well, I do want to ask you guys, you know, if that really was your last time in a Team Canada uniform, uh, what did that mean to you? What does is, what is the whole experience uh, mean altogether? I'll start with Mallow. I mean, it's, it's always special. Like we, we've talked about it tonight, and it's always a special feeling. And uh, someone mentioned it earlier. I think it was Chris that you know Tyson's speech at the end. I, I was I, I was controlling myself, and as soon as he, he started talking, and he you know I, I I completely lost it in my on my seat, and you know I had some tears, and really realizing that it was getting to that point. It was getting the it, it was the last game that that was played, and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we can't play forever, and it's. Uh, I, I wish we could, but it's. Uh, it was a special feeling, and uh, I, I thank. Uh, I thank Gillies for uh, bringing that back to me. That it was. Uh, it was the last one. <laughs> it was. It was a good one. I'll go to Scott Madsen, who has a special guest in his screen appearing here with Connor Panis. Hey, Scott, how's it what going? What was it like? It, it's. It's tough when it's your last game. Um, you know, right now it definitely feels like that, that'll be it. But, you know, who knows when Greg's going to call. And, uh, you know, Pete, I, I'm sure you don't know this, but I even talked to Greg uh, before this tournament. He said that he called you to try to get a feel for where you were at and, and he was searching for a uh, utility guy. And he said after about 10 minutes talking to you, he realized he, he didn't have it, have it in him to ask you to suit up again. But oh. you never know. What <laughs> and I would love to play again cards and I think this is it and for me to get to pitch in front of my family and get to pitch with these guys that you know do, you know, it was pretty special what about for you uh I mean it was it was super cool getting to suit up with Tyson um you know over the years, we've gotten really close, and, and a couple of years ago, I thought he was he was done for, you know, no more baseball, whatever. And then he calls me out of the blue, and he says, "Hey, guess who called me?" And I was like, "No chance, Greg called you, no chance." And he was like, "No, Greg said that I that he wants me to go to the the tournament, and you know, I was super super pumped for him because I know that you know 
he really he still has that fire in him. He, I mean, even I'm sure if somebody called him, he'd he'd probably play, you know, professionally. Um, but it was it was cool. It was cool to be there. It was really cool to play with all the all the older guys that that thought they were done, but they really weren't. Um, and I mean, I was reading this article this morning about Diana, Diana Tarazi about how she says that age is just a number um, because she's playing so well right now. I think she's turning 39, and I mean, I disagree with her wholeheartedly because there's a there's an expiry date on all of us, and. You know, some of us are expired at 41. Some of our, some of us expire at 37. Some of us expire at 31. And, um, I truly believe that this was my last tournament, and and as disappointing a, a finish as it was, um, I'm going to be grateful for every moment. Even though we were in a bubble, we weren't able to to go out and hang like we normally do. But it was it was a good experience. It really was being in that bubble and. and becoming super close with a lot of the guys and even closer with a lot of the, the older guys that I've played with for years. Um, I think that was truly like the most satisfying and gratifying thing is, is, um, you know, you think, you know, Tyson, you think, you know, Richie, you think, you know, Scotty, and then, you know, you spend three and a half weeks or however long it was in a bubble with them and you just know them a little bit better. So, um, I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for Greg. I'm great, grateful for Bernie, Ernie, everybody. And um, I'm excited about what's what's to come in the future. And um, I'm going to be cheering you guys on. If it's on cbc.ca next year or two years from now, I'll be watching on my couch from California. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyson, yeah, go for it. I just, I just think, yeah, it was just amazing to be around all the guys again. Um, all these guys would know it. I'm probably one of the first, as soon as I got the phone call, to blow up everyone's phone. Um, I've always been that guy to always always go the extra mile to keep in touch with everybody and see if they've been talking to Mulliken or you've been talking to so-and-so. And um, I think literally just being a part of those tournaments from the beginning just, just gave me that actual team feel. And that's truly special. And same thing as LaRue said that, yeah, you know, I, that's why I said the, the speech that I did at the end of that game is because at the same time I knew I knew I was finished. Obviously, obviously, if I got ever got a random phone call again from Greg, I would definitely be the first to put up there and go 100%. But, you know, that, that speech that Peter gave after the game that we lost in Taiwan in 2015, go on to Tokyo. It was one of those speeches, Petey. It was just, it had to be addressed. You know, everyone, I saw all the young kids there that haven't been through it as long, and they were truly devastated. And it was just basically let all the guys know, hey, we only have another 24 hours together. So keep your heads up high, feel proud about what you've done. And you know, we love you guys. This, this was an absolute team, eff team effort. And um, like I said, I'll take this to the grave. My memory's here. I've never had an experience like this. And I still want to compete in some sort of some sort of way if it's going on to try and compete for the Deaf Olympics just to be able to be that guy like these older guys in the clubhouse and pass on the torch because they don't know the, 
the effect they really have had on us younger guys, and they they should truly, truly be proud of themselves. You know, they're the glue. Richie, last one. Yeah, um, that's totally it for me, for sure. Uh, not being able to throw when it killed me. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, there's life goes on. You know, it's fun seeing all these guys grow up. Um, lifelong memories, so. Okay, before we end this, I do want to ask just one more thing about how exciting uh, the future of Team Canada is, uh, what you saw from the young guys that you guys have all mentioned. First of all, ask Pete, because he was watching from home. Pete's scouting now. I feel like I need to know if what Pete says lines up with what you guys saw while you were there. Pete, what do you think? <laughs> uh, truthfully, I'm, I'm spoiled because I get to... Uh... You know, helping out with the junior team, I get to be with the, the next crop and then scouting um, the minor league players. Um, you know, anytime I, I know there's a Canadian guy on the roster that I'm scouting and, you know, I get excited. And uh, there's actually, there's a lot of good players out there. There's some really sneaky ones that guys don't even know about that you're like, oh my gosh, like this guy's got a chance to, to, to make an impact on baseball. So um, it's exciting that, you know, the new crop is, it's going to come quick here. I think uh, there's a lot of exciting, you know, players, you know, you look at the Adam Halls and the, and the nailers, and then there's another nailer, but that, that'll take a while. But uh, uh, there's a ton. There's, I'm excited to see the next crop as much as I enjoyed watching uh, you old farts go about it, it. It's going to be exciting when that next crop comes in new blood. <laughs> Who impressed you guys most while you were playing at the qualifier? Me or Petey? You go. You, for it. Joe. I, I already Joe told him. I already told him, and uh, Jacob Robson uh, really impressed me. I, I, I never, you know, I didn't know him. Uh, I guess he was. He's been in AAA for the past few years, but I, I, I didn't know him at all. And uh, you know, his approach, the way that he, that, that he swings. You know, he, he's just a little guy. Like he's, I don't know, what is he? Five nine, five ten. He, but he's just super strong. He's super quick, super explosive. I told him that last night we, when we went out uh, with the boys, I, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, if, if there's one guy that really impressed me here, I mean, it was you. He he, he took Homer Bailey twice, uh, Alpo Taco, which is, you know, in itself, it's not that easy to do. He took him twice deep, but a guy that has two no-hitters uh, in the big leagues, you know, he – He's getting a little older too, but still, he was still pitching really well, and uh, you know, just just the whole approach that Robson was uh, was taking, uh, taking good pitches all the time, good at bats every single time. So he, he really is the guy that impressed me the most. Yeah, I'd have to say Daniel Pinheiro with what he just dealt with in the last six months, and to still come out there and give it all he's got, even though he had to miss a game or two to give his last game with his two tanks and a big game at the end carry our offense like I couldn't imagine how that felt in that um, and then play a solid shortstop you know I'm sure Mallor could say guys scooping everything playing all day and doing great not feeling very good so if that's him not feeling good sky's the limit for him too so yeah that's true I actually heard about that I didn't know about the story either and I heard about what happened to him in the last few months and uh, that was like you said, Richie, it's, uh, it's, it's huge. What he did there and uh, not being at the top of his form either because he, he didn't get a chance to, you know, uh, to, to get ready like all the other kids did. Um, 
but no, he, you're right. He did, uh, he did do really well at this, uh, this whole tournament. The epitome of a Canadian player too, is just go out there and give it your best. You're not a hundred percent. Like, and he, he got the call and he could have said, you know what, I'm going to rehab this. And he's like, no, I'll be there. You need to get to the Olympics. Yep. Like I'll be there. And that just tells you what kind of character he is too. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree with both those, but uh, you know, I think John Axford impressed me the most. One of the, one of the older guys on the team, coming out at 38 and touching 98 miles an hour and still looking like he's in the prime of his career. Um, you know, that, that's pretty impressive that it's not easy to do. And, you know, especially with quarantine and, you know, with all the restrictions that he's gone through up and being up in Canada and still come out and, you know, be probably the best pitcher on our team was uh, quite impressive. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's two guys on that roster that I feel like should be in the big leagues this year. Um, and it's Robson and Axford. And if Axford doesn't get a job in the next couple of weeks or three weeks, I'd be shocked. Um, Robson to me is just, he's another Brock Holt. And I told him that a couple of times. Um, I got the, I, I was able to play with Brock when he got called up to the, <laughs> to the pirates initially. And, and he, they, they just play the exact same. They look the exact same. They're pro hitters, um, same demeanor. And I really hope that Robson gets a chance. Cause I feel like he's going to do really well at the next level. This is very tough now that now that I heard these guys all speak before me. I, I can't just give it to one or two. Um, obviously, Jake Robson came out there explosive, but it's not even it's not even the, the performance that he put on. It's it's the mindset of the guy. Um, Twenty six years old, and he's that guy's a rock. And being able to talk to him and the way he carried himself about the game the guy's a veteran already and from an outfield standpoint uh, I was truly impressed by even his the tools that he has playing out there and like this guy said Daniel Finero as well uh, I think he sat in my room the first time I've ever met the guy sat in my room for a good hour I think it was like midnight and he just just talked just about our careers and to to find out what he was going through and the kind of game that he had to try and get us on top at the very end there um, was truly inspirational. And to know that after all of this, he was shot to the point that he is going home to rehab right after this. It wasn't, it wasn't back to his team. And to go all out on the, on the, the field like he did when he tried to make that play from his back and he was laying there, I was truly, I kind of got a sick feeling in my stomach because I was like, I couldn't tell if he was hurt or not right field I was just like man this guy literally is playing till till his wheels fall off but I think uh, the pitchers in here have to 100% tip their hat to Kellen Daglin uh, I've known Kellen ever since we graduated from Mountain Secondary when he was in grade 8 when I was in grade 12 and the way that guy carried himself behind the plate for the boys and <laughs> catching every single inning and the guy was absolute finesse back there um, what he, what he could do with some of those baseballs was, was truly fascinating. And I went up to him during that ridiculous delay against Team USA. I, I just told him, you know, I, I'm truly, I'm blown away by you, man. I've known you ever since you were old run and what you did behind the plate with those, for those pitchers. I was like, you're, you're a rock star, buddy. And especially how much, you know, he took, he took everything on his own back and, uh, you know, I feel like he felt responsible for when we lost and it, that bothered me because, you know, he did so much to help us out and especially some, you know, the old guys like myself that haven't played in, you know, quite a while. 
to be able to get guide us through and you know it's uh he really took he, he really took it to heart and you could tell he was uh truly appreciative to be there and you know gave everything he had so it, it was quite impressive and he's been doing that for a while alexis as you know he's been doing that for a while solid backstop playing every game he's going to be a big leader moving forward for baseball canada and uh you know, that's if the Yankees don't smarten up and move him up there. But he's just in a tough org right now to get to the top. So it'd be nice for him to get a shot. And, you know, we'll be following his career for sure. Well, I don't want to keep you guys much longer, but I do want to ask you if there's a way to easily sum up these relationships that you have built with each other, built with this team, built with this program. Um, again, I don't want to keep you too long, but if there's an easy way to sum it up, um, I will, I'll ask you, Scotty Mass first. Uh, I mean, it's lifelong friendships and lifelong memories definitely uh, is created from Team Canada. And um, it's, I don't think there's an easy way to sum it up, but, uh, you know, if you said just lifelong friendship is, um, would probably be it for me. I mean, I've already, Mullican reached out to me today and he's trying to organize a uh, get together for all the senior guys on the team and, you know, in the off season. So it's one of those things that you just, everybody stays together and stays in contact and, you know, even if we don't talk to someone for a while, once you see them again, it's your best friends. So it's just, you know, lifelong friendships is, uh, I, I think, is where it's at. Richie, what about you? Yeah, right off that, too. It's, the reason why we come back is the baseball, the memories and all that. But it's the relationships we've built over the years, you know. Um, just everything. It, it's grew me to be the person I am today. All these guys, you know, right from the get-go. And and I'm I'm happy with who I am, and a big part of it is what Team Canada has done for me, and you know the relationships you built along the way, and the battles we've gone together with. There's nobody else you can say you've done that with because you play minor league baseball. It's not game sevens every time you take the field, and that's the difference between international baseball. And when you have a group that's this in depth and this this long tenured together, it's irreplaceable. And these guys are going to be a part of our lives or my life for sure for my whole life. There's no way that they're going anywhere. You know, Scotty Matheson was amazing at this tournament, helping everybody out with his new products he's got and inviting people to his house and just offering up absolutely everything he's got. Um, it's just the way it is. And I hope to carry that as well. And, you know, I'm thankful for all these guys. Larue, what have these relationships meant to you? Oh, I mean, they've, they've meant everything. Like, like I said, at the very beginning, you know, it was, um, it was a, an absolute pleasure to play with, you know, Richmond again and Tyson again and Scotty Matheson again and Joe Mallow. Um, you know, I, I just, I've, I've loved every second of it. And, and it, it's, it's different than, than the minor leagues, just like Richmond touched on. It's, it's even different than the big leagues. I mean, I can't remember a time in the, when I was in the big leagues that I wasn't trying to, you know, do well for myself. Like I, sure, I wanted the team to win, but if I wasn't doing well, then I was probably getting sent down. So it was, it was just a totally different feeling. Um, every, every, every game is a game seven. I miss that that nervous feeling. Um, you know, I miss the feeling of I go out there and I struggle, but we still win. I'm happy. You know, that's a good feeling to have. And you don't really get that feeling in the minor leagues. You don't get that feeling really in the big leagues. Um, because you're all, you always want a job, right? Like you're always fighting for a job. So w with team Canada, it's just win or nothing. That's it. 
you know, win, happy, lose, unhappy. That's it. There's, there's only two options. And, um, and like I said, it just means a lot to me that I was able to play for this long. Greg was, I mean, Greg's the man, everybody knows that. I don't need to sing his praises anymore, but, um, yeah, I'm just grateful for all these guys and, and all the guys I've met along the way. And, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Tyson, the relationships. It's just, it's just how sincere, how sincere it is. Like it's the most sincere baseball I've ever played. The most genuine baseball I've ever played. It's not about you. It's not about him. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like that. You know, it's about us always. And that's something that you don't get anywhere else in in professional baseball, minor league baseball, independent baseball, you just, you don't, you don't get that feeling that you, you're literally, you're, you're playing for each other and it's, it's that special. And honestly, that just makes you care about each other that much more um, away from the game of baseball as well. And, you know, I've always talked to some of the guys about it. I've, I've honestly, Mulligan talked text me today, same thing to Scotty Matheson. And Scotty and I've had this conversation before too. Is we want to keep this going. Um, I know we're not going to be playing together anymore as we would love to, but that doesn't mean we can't all get together and continue this, as you like to call, alumni baseball <laughs> group, and figure out a way for all of us to hopefully once every year, once every couple of years, get together and figure out a way of how we can you know, keep the torch going. Hopefully find some, some way we can all be a part of raising money for Baseball Canada to be able to allow these older guys to get the experience to keep going, these younger guys from Baseball Canada to keep going and continue to, you know, have such a prestigious program and keep that fire burning. Mal, I give you the hardest job. You're the last one. Everybody said it already, yeah. but... <laughs> There's not much more I can add. They actually use all the English words that I know. Uh, <laughs> so no, but they 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 said it all. I mean, it's 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 a big family. Those those guys are all brothers. You know, I've uh, played on the junior team with with Chris when he was back when he was a catcher, and uh, you know, I, I got to know all those guys so so well in in the last ten years. Is it 10, 15 years? I don't even know anymore. Um, but, well, it's, you know, been, it's been 21 years. Yo. 21 years. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It was 2001. But you know, it's just the they, they said it right. It's it, it's the you know to care about each other. We're we all pull for each other. You never you never play on a team like that. It's uh, even an indie ball is probably the closest I closest that I've seen to be that because you know it's all about winning. It doesn't matter what you do that day. But at the same time, a lot of the guys are on those teams to get signed again, and it's it's normal. So the, the beauty of that team and those competitions is that it's it's all about winning. It's just it's literally just winning the ball game. It doesn't matter what you do. Let's hope that you, you know you can help the team win. But everybody cares for each other for that reason. And you know I don't want to say the same thing that everybody said before, but that's that's really that's the bottom line. And you know creating friendships and you know hopefully you know we'll, we'll keep in touch for the rest of our lives because we we lived something very special together. Well, I just want to thank you guys for letting me make this very Canadian episode of the podcast. It's been a pleasure of mine to cover some of your careers, cover your time with Team Canada, cover your retirements four years ago before you actually retired. 
Um, I've appreciated it. So just, I want to thank you guys for, for doing this with me and uh, let you know that I, I have appreciated getting to watch you play and kind of view the excitement from the outside. Thank you guys. Thanks, Alexis. Yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for giving Thank us love, guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.